Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday, the 25th of July. I hope you've had a great weekend. Looking forward to ripping into this morning with my good friends up there in Auckland. Morena team. Kez is in the back room holding the fort down. He's a little bit slow today. Morena Aroha. Hope you had a good weekend. And Kempi and Louie. Kempi, how are you, brother? Oh, Morena is. I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. It's a bit. Uh it's a bit windy outside, is he, today, up here in Tamaki Makoto? It's, you know, blowing a, blowing a gale. I don't think the, the planes will be flying today. And in a chaos all around New Zealand at the moment, reading last night, lying in bed, that a lot of uh, whanau trying to get back from Queenstown after their skiing trip so their kids can, can go back to school. The parents want to come home. The kids are like, blow. <laughs> blow hard. <laughs> I want to stay here another week. <laughs> but, yeah, Absolutely. mate, no, all good. All good. Nice and warm here in the office. Cold, horrible outside. It's a winter's day. Yeah, man. Horrible weather around at the moment. I know there's going to be a um, torrential downfall up, up north. And it's going to travel down the North Island. And we'll probably get the tail end of it down here in the south. But, mate, stay care, uh, take care of yourselves. A lot of rain is coming for you uh, Northlanders. And um, yeah, it's going to be a big week. Hopefully we don't get too much down here, mate. My lake dag's just receded and it's gone away. And it's gone back into the, into the creek. But it um, doesn't take long to fill up. 
been horrible with. I'm over it. I'm over it. And speaking of flights, yeah, boys, I was meant to, I was meant to shoot home on the weekend and uh, Friday go home and see the family, see the Fano. But um, yeah, New Zealand had other ideas, so I, I, my flight got cancelled. And because it's school holidays, Kempi and and Louis, uh, there was no flights left. There was no flights left, so the only time I could get home was uh, today. <laughs> today, back to the Hawks Bay. Um, so not ideal, but hey, they had to cancel flights. For, I think it was Thursday out of Wellington. They had 180,000 stranded passengers in Wellington that kind of needed to get home. So I don't mind sacrificing uh, for others. That's all good. Good That's on you. Good, good but, on um, you, Daggy. That's all. We had a good weekend. Nice, quiet weekend. Tilly had surgery yesterday on her leg, so... Uh, Eventful, as always, in the DAG household. But we'll rip into some sport chat today. We're going to catch up with uh, Nigel Avery, chief demission of the Commonwealth Games for New Zealand. We had a good chat with him earlier on this morning. He's over in the UK in Birmingham, and he's on the ground there with the, with all the athletes. They've got 251 athletes amongst them at the moment, so uh, it's a, a big occasion. We had a chat with him earlier. We'll play that for you just after 7 o'clock. Stay tuned. Um, great little insight to what he is doing for the athletes to ensure they have a successful Commonwealth Games. And then after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Jordan Talfour. Jordan Talfour, he is a Crusader. He's played over 100 games for the Crusaders, an absolute champion bloke. He went over to France. He was with Lyon. And obviously Lyon won uh, a major tournament over there in, in France. And he's also just represented Samoa. And Samoa won the Pacific Nations Cup over Fiji. Now, the biggest uh, thing for Jordan joining our show is he has a real insight and an inkling of what Jason Ryan, new All Blacks coach, has the offer. He was coached by Jason for many, many years, so he's going to join us and no doubt lead us into what Jason Ryan will offer uh, for the Fords going forward. So, um, yeah, looking forward to having a chat to him. He's back in New Zealand for a week. He's a good man. He's going to pop over for dinner this week with his partner. So looking forward to having a catch up with him. And then 8.40ish, Kempe, we're going to talk some Warriors with Blake Ashford. A uh, tough old watch again for Warriors fans. 14-0 at halftime. We thought, maybe today's the day. I picked them, Kempe. I was up and about. But then they had other ideas and it didn't go their way. I had, they had ideas. They had, well, they had ideas to go to sleep at half time. That's what happened. You know, fourteen nil, mm. mate. They ran a clinic in the first half. Probably their first, their best first half of the season. Um, and there was a bit of a win there. You couldn't pick it. We we did the commentary. Me and Sammy Hewitt did a commentary here for SCNZ on on Saturday afternoon, and we couldn't pick the win. But they, they there's a couple of kicks that uh, Sean Johnson put in and. All of a sudden, they were like travelling 70 metres on the fly. We went, man, there's a bit of a wind behind the Warriors here. And on the mm. turn at half-time, they came out. Oh, our old mate, Jack White, in third tackle, kicks a 40-20, mate, and that was all downhill from there. It was, I think, the second minute in the second half. Um, they yeah. completed at 100% Canberra in the second half, 22 sets out of 22, and uh, 26 unanswered points on the back of it. So disappointing for Stace. You know, I I thought it would be a close game at fourteen, at fourteen nil at half time. I thought there was enough points there to keep it close, but they sort of. Um, I'll talk about it off the back fence, but I think he he didn't make a very good decision on the bench, and it, and it really showed later on. You know, they tied through the middle poorly, real bad. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, nah, not not ideal given his run home, especially that Canterbury won last night too. 
uh, up, mm. against, up against the Tigers. They got Canterbury in their run home, which you'd think would be a win for them. But after that game last night, scored 36 points, the Canterbury Bulldogs last night. You, you, you go yeah. there and do your talk, did you? The one that Joey wanted you to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. They were, obviously, they went back and played the replay, and they like, oh, inspired them. But no, 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 I didn't. Mate, it was interesting. Um, but the Warriors, mate, yeah, it's it's a fascinating one. They looked so good in that first half. I thought Dejan Asi looked really classy, kicked really well. Um, but then, yeah, just second half. And then listen to um, Tohu Harris's comments post it. You know, what do they want to achieve? in this Warriors jersey, go look in the mirror like, mate, I'm sh- pretty sure that mirror's cracking, that mirror's about to break, because it's been it's been a long old season, but he's right, like it it's, it's hard to understand how, you know, like I can understand potentially you know, that, that those are the toughest times, the toughest times is obviously when you start well, but coming out after half time, you know, like there's you got to reset, you got to restart and you've really got to, you know, you know, it's that old cliche that we always used to say, nil all, nil all, boys, nil all, everyone's even. But it's a bit more than that. You've got to dig a bit deeper because you do go away, you lose momentum, you lose a feel, you, you cool down. So you've really got to figure out how to get back to, to hit the ground running. And only certain teams can do it. But at the moment, the Warriors, they just go through little phases. And all teams do it. But they got to figure out the way of just getting out of those phases of when things are going cold and when things aren't quite going right. Who are the leaders? Who, who are the ones stepping in there and, and, and calling the messages? And um, I've been a part of the teams when they do it really well, but they'll be a part of teams that, that probably don't do it well. And, and there's probably just that little bit of indecisiveness with the with the Warriors at the moment. Yeah, and and, and again, as you know, it was was some of the defensive strategies in the second half that were. Um, mm. Right out there in the front, front of like poor decisions were made on the edges again. Uh, but the one that really got me is knowing, like you said, you know, you got to come out and bounce out at half time. We said that in the analysis at half time that uh, Canberra going to come out and out of the gates real quick. You know, they want to put some points on the ball because they're 14 points down. And you would have yep. told your wingers and your fullback to get ready for the kick because of that wind, because the wind was quite substantial. Um, mm. And he stepped up on tackle three, and you would have been able to w- see that from from especially from fullback and wing that Jack White was slipping into that position, and he's kicked it was it wasn't a forty twenty mate, it was more seventy thirty. He's whacked mm. it a fair way and gone gone over the head of Montoya and and found the touchline, and and from that point on they just you know they're just getting oh, repeat set after repeat set and. Um, challenged on the edges, and as we know, the edges are really poor as far as that, that defensive decisions go. But they just got t- um, outgunned and made to work really hard in that second half. And I felt really sorry for Tua Harris because I listened to his comments on the weekend about looking in the mirror. He reminds me of Simon mm. Mannering, you know, at, at Simon Mannering's back end of his career where he's really trying his hardest. He was the best player on the football field, Tua Harris, in the first 40 minutes. Um, yeah. He's trying really, really hard and then getting really, really frustrated. And it I, it sort of reminded me of Simon saying, "Man, I just don't know what else to do." You know, mm. I've gone. I'm, you know, I can t- say that you need to look in the mirror. I can put in this effort that I'm putting in every week in the middle of the t- uh, middle of the park, but I just haven't got the the stock around me to carry uh, on with it. So, it's going to be a, a long couple of years for Tor Harris. I think he's going to get he's going to get more of these games coming up and. Really interesting to see what actually happens next year because one of the things they are going to have to change and change it drastically is the way that they defend. So mm. their defence has just not been up to scratch this year. 
Yeah, look, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we spoke about it ages ago. You got to come up together. Uh, like they just shoot up out of line, and, and it's a bit individual. But look, I hope they can figure it out. I hope they can figure it out and find something to to end the season well because, um, you know, just show a little bit of heart and desire and and what that jersey really means to you. They're going to come home. Are they coming back home this week? Are they Kempi? Yeah, they played Melbourne on Friday night. So yeah, you got Melbourne off the back of four losses. Uh, yeah. And they're looking, they're looking pretty average too, Melbourne, you know, so a good time to... What's going good... on there, Kimpy? What's what? going on with Melbourne, mate? I think, you know... Bellyache will be fuming. Yeah, and I think I think it was the writing on the wall. We have had so many indiscretions since the pre-season, actually since the, mm. since the end of last season, and it's finally coming back to, you know, just niggle away at that team and the and the culture of that team and Bellyache's come out and said some pretty ordinary things after the game on 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 Saturday and and yeah really struggling to find their form. They have gone five losses in a row and won the comp before though. So I wouldn't be writing them off. Uh you never write them off. No, nah, Cronulla Cronulla were pretty good against Penrith on the weekend. They you know they were right in it right up into the end. The last try really just Icing on the cake for Penrith. They're just relentless. Um, and the Cowboys getting out of jail last night when the Tigers, I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that one? They get no, out of the by didn't. a I point, mate. By one, though. Mm. They won by one, but, mate, there's 79 minutes and 59 seconds gone on the clock. Yeah? So they score right. That's it. It's, it's down. There's one second to go, and the Cowboys step up to halfway. They kick the ball off. It's obviously going to be a short kickoff. And... I would have just said, look, whatever you do, just don't get in the way of any runners. Just be nice and clean. If they go for the ball, just make sure you round it. There's a second, you know what I mean? It's oh. going to be a miracle if they score it. Right from the kickoff, and they got a player that runs and, and a player runs into him. And now the, 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 the debate is he never changed his line, but he, you know, um, oh. felt, <laughs> Kyle felt run into the back of him. And they've gone upstairs, and you know it's just become a 50-50 and... Old mates kicked the goal and won it for the Cowboys in the in the 79th minute with one second to go. So, be pretty hard done by um, the Tigers. But again, I, I, I know it's pain. I know they're pain, Kimpy. Yeah. 2017 British and Irish Lions, mate. I know they're pain. Tough. <laughs> and, Mal, that would have been a mate. They all went to run on the field. The Tigers went to run on the field. So they yeah. ki- they kicked the goal. They kicked the goal and they thought the game was over. And the referee went, No, no, there's one second to go. So they had to get off the sideline and they've kicked it off, mate, and they've lost it. It's just like, I can't think of anything more heartbreaking for the Tigers who are desperate for a win. That is heartbreaking for my beloved Tigers, my favourite team. Great to have Benji going back, Robbie Fair. How good, how good. Anyway, James Tedesco. James Tedesco. Wow, we. See? Stars are aligning. The stars are bringing back some stars for the West Tigers. How good. Louis Herman, what? How you going, brother? Oh, morning, boys. Morning. Yeah, yeah, no, going good. Going really good, actually. Um, yeah, that, I went, I've just gone back and had a look at that Tigers situation. And then also, just hearing you talk about Craig uh, Bellamy, some of his comments 
post the press in the press conference, he's just literally laid out his players and told them, I don't care if they haven't been playing football. They've clearly played a lot of football in their life to be able to kick and catch and pass. And he's just absolutely <laughs> roasted them to the point that Corey Parker said, oh, he's probably been a bit too honest there. See that their season's at a crossroads. Literally just told their players while he was telling everyone at home where he thinks they're at. It's incredible. I mean, certain coaches have the capital to be able to do that sort of thing, right, Kimpy? Well, he does. Yeah, he's won, he's won enough competitions and he's had some very, very good players at the club. The thing with him is he's consistent. Mm. So he, he that's why they call him bellyache. Because he belly aches, mate, when he gives you a, when he has a crack. <laughs> yeah, you know, he lets it all out. And um, oh, look, I'm not surprised that he's that he's gone down down, down that uh, that road because it's worked for him in the past. Um, but on this occasion, I don't think it'll work because he doesn't have the stock. You know, you're losing Ryan Pepperdownson is a massive, mm. massive loss. And the, and I don't think the Reese Walsh deal's done at the Warriors. I think I think Reese Walsh may see him um, himself in a Melbourne jersey by the, by the uh, time the year's out. I read that. Yeah, I man. read that. You reckon, Kempe? I do. I do. Wow. You know, you and especially, after, especially after the weekend, like, Reese Walsh, you know, he's, I reckon he's done. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got yeah is that a good fit for the Storm, though? Like, you feel like that's, that would, they can rejuvenate young, young Reese Walsh? Uh, Fear's going to go somewhere and and pull his head in because you know that's that's why he's found himself on the bench with the Warriors. Just you know the way that he's carrying on and and not really um, I guess playing to the to the system and the structure that Stace wants. I, I think at Melbourne is probably the best place to put him in and around all those blokes that won't take his his um, his cockiness. You know, so uh, look, I don't think they'll let it let, let it lie. I don't think what we're reading in the paper to say that the Warriors don't want to let him go. Um, is, is finished yet. I think he possibly still could, could be gone. Can't wait question of the day. <laughs> Somebody come through actually very quick. Kempe, hard done by, bro. That was robbery. Yeah, that was. It was very was tough. That, was that Sammy Hewitt? I don't know, mate. It was tough to cop, though. Um, <laughs> I, I want to I go a little bit different here, boys. I've come back from the Taranaki. Uh, I got straight out of New Plymouth after the last... On Saturday, great to be there for Opanaki Cup Day, man. So much fun with Sticko McKee, who, by the way, is still 100% legend status in the industry. Sticks McKee, everyone's coming up. How you doing, Sticko? And he hasn't, he doesn't get to He's the races. He doesn't get to the races too much anymore. And, and heading down to New Plymouth, it was awesome to be there around him and with Clado doing the good all. Now, when we got straight out of there, flying back to Auckland. I, was, I haven't had an experience like this. You know, those little, you get the planes and there's only two seats on each side going to the regional airports. And I ended up having Lisa Allpress next to me. And I thought, oh, poor lady. She's going to have to have me chew her ear off. <laughs> and um, like I've, I've spoken to Lisa lots in the past and, and interviewed her heaps of time, but never actually had a good amount of time to sit down and talk to her, ask her about her life. She's got a 16-year-old and 18-year-old um, boys, and um, she's really she, you know, she's a farmer, really. They farm. That's what they do, and she rides really well for a job. She's one of our more professional jockeys. She's obviously always up there in the wins column. You never have an issue backing her. And we had a chat for about 45 minutes coming back to Auckland, and I just picked her brains about everything, what it was like, how did she do her form, what sort of horse was her favourite to ride, you know, like just the, the feelings she got when she knew she had a good one just kind of totally punished her. And it made me think, 
Who's the most interesting person you've been you've you've had trapped next to you on a plane that you've been able to absolutely get stuck into them and find out every little detail about their life and um and it was actually a really good conversation. I don't think Lisa was too bothered by me asking some pretty basic questions, but Izzy, you no doubt have had some pretty cool plane trips with uh, some great All Blacks, obviously throughout the years. Kimpy, I'm sure you've got two as well. So on the other side of this. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Who's the most interesting person you've sat next to on a plane? Double eight double three. The boys are going to give their answers to you. Got someone on mind? Oh, oh, I have. Mate, I have. Oh, I do have one. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple. Hold, hold it, hold it. Twenty one past right. six. Here with Kimmy's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Who was it? Who were you flying with? Back soon. Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SENZ. What about Lydia Ko this morning going five under in the last round to finish mm. third, tied for third at the Evian uh, Championship? Really good effort. Brooke Henderson, 17 under, won the tournament. Right, double eight, double three. Who's the most interesting person you've sat next to on a plane? Come on, get the nominations coming through. I'm certain you would have accidentally sat next to Richie McCaw or something along <laughs> the years. Izzy, what about you? Uh, I was actually having a think, and I was like, there wasn't actually too many... Um, interesting. Well, I've sat next to some wonderful people, like, and I always have a good conversation. With, but the one that really springs to mind for me was um, JP Dumini. JP Dumini represents South African cricket, the left-hander. I was sitting next to him um, in South Africa. We were flying from Joburg to Durban, and uh, yeah, we don't really. We usually just sit by ourselves, but JP was in my seat right next to me, so I had a real solid conversation with him and become pretty tight with him. And yeah, we messaged over Instagram now every now and then, but. Just had a real good chat with him about the South African cricketing scene. What's it like growing up in South Africa, and um, you know his career to date, and yeah, really got a real inside look, and and now yeah, we consider him a friend. So that will for me is it would have to be JP Dumini. That's a great one. Gun on the field, <laughs> JP Dumini. He was an unreal <laughs> yeah. bat as well. Oh yeah, yeah, love that. That's a great nomination. What about what about you, Kimpy? I was in LA, mate, flying back business class to New Zealand. And got yeah. upgraded to first class. I was in my, I was in my dungarees. You know those dungarees, the overalls, mate. And guess who I, they put me next to? Buster Rhymes, who? mate. Buster Rhymes. He's the most famous guy. <laughs> Buster Rhymes was the most famous guy that I ever sat next to. And Buster he was Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, mate. Sat down, had a couple of Hennessy's with him. He started telling me about his life, and uh, yeah, got me some tickets to go to his concert. And yeah, I, was, I hopped off the plane. Worse for wear. Put it that way. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> what? Oh, mate. Yeah, that was it. It was a good. I remember looking over him too, going, man, I know who that dude is. Like that. He was looking at me. I remember they, they actually, when I hopped on the plane, so I'm, I'm sitting there. I had I had these business class tickets, family tickets to come home. And uh, I get on the plane and I had a shower in LA and I just put some overalls on with a T-shirt. And they said, oh, is there Mr. Kemp in the lounge in LA? And I'm like, oh, yeah, walked up and I'm like, oh, oh so, hi, Mr. Kemp, we're, um, we're pretty busy in business class. You might get, if we put you up in the first class. That was in the old 747s up right. the front, right at the front of the plane. I was like, hell no, you put me up there all day. So I get on the plane, I hand the guy there in New Zealand, he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a twit, I handed him the ticket. And he looked at me as if to say, and he sort of double-checked the ticket, and I just looked, I went, yeah, man, first class. <laughs> <laughs> and he just sort of dressed like that, dressed like that. I had jandals and a, and a pair of overalls on. 
and went up there. So and all these days, you've been turning left, <laughs> and you've been coming at me. And you turn left, 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 left. all yeah, the way, left, left, hard left. left. Well, they don't have those. Wow, they don't have those GP. big planes anymore, mate. They don't have those big planes. Wash your mouth out now. <laughs> <laughs> hard left. I watched uh, it out with Hennessy that day, brother. Buster Rhymes, <laughs> and all I'm thinking, <laughs> crack up. I'm thinking how good it was to have a bit of time with Lisa Rulepress to work out what she favourite place she likes to be in the running train. <laughs> I'm like, what does it feel when you're on a fast one? You're sitting next to Buster Rhymes drinking Hennessy. It's not bad. Double what did you say about Darcy LaBella? Hated the track. We'll talk about it after this. Yeah. Loveracing.nz coming up after this. Double eight, double three. Who's the most interesting person you sat next to on a plane once upon a time? Uh, we'll talk some horse <laughs> racing after this. Buster. Here's Araho with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. <laughs> SCNZ, 27 minutes away from 7am this morning. Who's the most interesting person you sat next to on a plane? Richie McCaw, top bloke. Got a selfie with him too, so people would actually believe me. <laughs> I swear, half of the country sat next to Richie McCaw on a plane, and it's always an absolute highlight uh, for many people in many people's lives. Who is it for you? That's a great nomination. Didn't leave your name there with that message. Still can't get over that. Buster Rhymes, JP Dumini. I knew you guys would have good ones. <laughs> I think I've got more. I think I've got more. Even Aroha's got a cool one. She's come through on the on our WhatsApp group. She sat next to Coolio. Gangster's Paradise. What about that one? Yeah, that man. Cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, 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 sort of, I, remember, I remember Clinton Tupi have a Coolio haircut one day in the game. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no. He, oh. he came out. He came out. He would laugh about it, so he wouldn't mind me talking about it. But he came in. You know how Coolio had those, oh, I yeah, forgot the name of the, what they call them, but it was sort of like a mohawk, and it was like plaits, and it was all down the back of his head. I remember before the game going. A plat hawk. It was called a plat hawk. Plat hawk. Oh, they called ring something. And anyway, <laughs> I, I, sort of said, I sort of said to him, man, I hope I just hope you go all right today. And he hurt his mm. knee, mate, in the first five, ten minutes, and had to sit on the sideline and the cameras were just on him all game. It's like, oh man, that was that wouldn't be right. Not quite the same as a skucky box front um, <laughs> fade or whatever it was. Uh, rightio, loveracing.nz. Keep your messages coming through a double eight, double three. Yeah, good weekend, uh, good trip down to the Naki. Uh, unfortunately, though, for Rotorua, another meet abandoned and... I can only imagine Bruce Sharrick and the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing Brains Trust are absolutely seething at this. Uh, it got to be better. We've got to be it's, better. It's not on. It's, 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 it's actually disgraceful because now the problem has been identified. There's been a bunch of action points written and there have been ways to move forward. They've put in processes and they are still being implemented now. But a lot of the processes have been put into place. But... Either people aren't following them at the club's level and it's human error not doing their diligence and doing their job or the processes put in place aren't working and I am kind of tend to think it just might be the former because I do believe that we've got to try and get this right and I think they're on the right track at NZTR but 
if they can't don't have the people on the ground that can execute the job and that can understand what a safe track is days out before a race so people stakeholders jockeys trainers aren't turning up on the morning of then you need to find new people or you need to get your people down there and somebody's going to have to be going out and looking at every track every morning leading up into a Saturday or a, or a race meet well, I think what people need to realise is that um, it's the people on the racetrack that are actually doing the work, not NZTR. Yeah, but eventually they're not they're not getting it right. So what are you going to do? Well, that's the point. The point is that they need to make the changes, and they need the, there needs to be an accountability model here. Because mm. I was sitting there ready to watch the first race, and half an hour before the race kicked off, they came on the TAB and said the race has been abandoned. And I'm like, mate, that's just not good enough. Like you've got trainers. Um, Jockeys travelling all around from New Zealand, people travelling in, in from outside the district to go to the races, and you're letting them know an hour before the races. You would have known Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday that the races were that their track wasn't good enough. And what needs to happen is they need to be held accountable for that for the, um, that decision. Uh, and if it's the course making the decision and NZTR helping to pay for the problem, then that's a problem. They need to they need to sort the the, the club out and move that forward, and then they need to they need to hold them accountable. But not, because my my question is, who's paying for the trainers? Who's paying for the flights for all of the jockeys to get there? Like who's picking up the tab? Well, that's right. And NZTR pick, put up a um, there is like a, a fund model that they can get a little bit of cost for are recovered, but. At the end of the day, they're bleeding out here through. I can I can only assume is incompetence, to be honest, Kimpy. And I, I what I was saying, where I was going with that was that I do think the processes that they started to put into place here, uh, at a governance level, at the New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing level, I think they were on the right track. I really did. And the, I remember this is after Captain Cook Stakes Day. Bruce and Bernard Saundry at the time were steadfast and saying it's not good enough we're going to change they put out a, a, a bunch of action points and at some stage it's being lost in translation your, your question around accountability is a great one how do they get it through do clubs need to now are they going to face punishments more severe if they can't get it right until they learn but it puts a lot of pressure back onto the clubs and you know there's just obviously not a sophisticated enough model on the ground making sure it doesn't happen but it is it's really upsetting and you know for everyone it's, sorry is he Sorry, is this is this human error, or is this are we is this a weather situation that we are facing? It's horrible weather out there at the moment, and we saw on the weekend with um, the racing on New Plymouth, man, the ground was tough, and it was tough to get anywhere. So, like accountability, I understand that, and if the track is the rails aren't aren't prepared properly, or the, the it's a people uh, issue. Is it's a people it's a people it's a people issue because you would have known. See, what happens when they get on track is that everyone else goes out and has a look at it and says, there's no way in the world that we're racing here because we're going to be under a heap of, heap, of, um, heap of pressure if a horse breaks its leg on this boggy, wet track that it shouldn't be running mm. on that you should have made a call on during the week. So it's a people problem, and it's how that, how that people problem is, is accounted for. I'll tell you right now, and me, Noah, and Bruce, mate, there'll be some... There'll be some um, uh, there'll be a time very shortly where enough is enough, and people are going to people's are going to have to make decisions. You know, look at look at my district for instance. We've had five races cancelled in the in the most recent times, um, and it's just you know people want to see the races, eh, Louis? They want to go to the races. They want to know that they're on. You can make those decisions early in the week. The, the, see, this is the one that gets me with Rotorua. If you made the call early in the week, then you could shift the meeting. And, and it has actually happened. There's a couple that have got it right during the, the, the winter period already. 
and they have been more kind of um, alert to the fact that we have to get out there. And they so the, that's what I mean. Like the start of the point where we've got to the process of starting does seem to be working. But now it might be coming back to individuals and certain people at certain clubs and points around New Zealand just making mistakes, which is so costly. And uh, I just I can only imagine they're so frustrated at HQ this morning. Um, and actually. Everyone over the weekend was frustrated, even people at New Plymouth Raceway. But uh, it was it was a good day at for Openaki Cup Day. It was a beautiful day there in the Taranaki. And um, just ask me, Kempi, <sighs> wound up What's late. racing? Yeah. I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a runner apart from Helena Baby, oh, um, which gave away seven Ks to El Boy. I thought El Boy was a runner of the race. So quite happy with where he ended up. I thought he was coming around that corner, um, but you know, like Alan said, you know. Weight stops anything, and it, it definitely stopped our boy. You you were down there on track; it was pretty poggy. It, it was it was just a, a oh, it was a bit of a nightmare to be honest. To for a, to punt, I mean, there were people making money. Of course, there were. There always is somebody that's winning. But Daisy Helena Dag. Oh. <laughs> oh no! My wife's middle name. Oh no! <laughs> and do you know what? Because I'm sure I be you. You would have backed that, eh, darling? I said, nah, 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 nah. Just ask me. No, no, no. And you uh, look credit to Mick. Remember early doors, yeah. he said, "Look, t- top three, top four bet. This thing's not going to know itself." But to be honest, Sam Spratt, she won three races. Very well done, Spratty. And I don't even know if she knew her, her horses were going to win. You could not tell whether the horses were going to like the track. So imagine soaked in rain, then dried out, and then kind of uh, sun coming down on it. This kind of like gluey puggy, heavy track, and it wasn't like they could just come in and out of it. So Darcy LaBella, for example, she hated it, was pulling the whole way. So it's just a complicated one. Hard to make a buck, but yeah. if you did, well done. We certainly didn't on the good oil, but, man, we had a lot of fun down there. So good to be around the regions. i tell you what, racing, and, and it was so cool to hear how much SCNZ means in the Taranaki, and um, both uh, both of you lads got a lot of shout-outs, and, oh, where's Izzy, where's Kempi? We want to see them down here. So we'll have to take the show on the road around the country at some stage. 18 away from 7 Love Racing NZ, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Go catch all the replays right now. It's time for you to call and take on the Quizmaster, the Ismaster, 0800 150 811, a $50 TAB bonus bet, and a trip to the Goldie 500. Thanks to Willem and Travel on the line. Talk soon. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. You're mine. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. It's 2020-something. 
something. Something. Yeah, that's right. 2020 something. We're going to the Gold Coast. Let's rip straight into it. We're going to go to Mark from Tauranga. He's up first. Morning to Mark. Morning, Blue. How are you? Good, Marky. How you doing, brother? Bloody good. But wet. But wet here today. But apart from that, not too bad. Oh, mate. She's wet everywhere. She's wet everywhere. All right. Let's rip into it. Question number one. Who won the French Grand Prix? Formula One. Oh, shivers. Uh, mate, I didn't say it and I haven't heard, so I'll go for a guess and go over Stuffin. <laughs> That's yeah, a it's great the hard guess. And... Not, too, not too far off of that guess. Anyway, question number two. What year did the Black Caps last play in the Caribbean? Uh, you got a clue there, Kimby? Uh, yep. It's on the Commonwealth Games cycle. So... 22 uh, this year, 20. so you're going to have to have a guess. 2018. Wrong cycle. Mm. Sorry, brother. Not 2018, Marky. Have a good have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Brent from Hamilton. Morning, Brent. Morning, mate. Morena, Morena. What year did the black hat? What did you say? 2019, 2019 is incorrect. Sorry, Brenty. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Richie from Upper Hutt. Hey, is he? Hey, hey. Uh, what year did the Black Caps we'll last play in the Caribbean? 2014 ago. 2014 is correct. Question number three. How many Super Rugby titles did Jason Ryan help win for the Crusaders? You'd know this, wouldn't you? Oh, I've been a Ford Hurricane fan, I would. <laughs> well, I've won six lately, so I'd have to go six. Six is correct. Question number four. Here we go. You'll love this one as well. Who currently leads the Farah Palmer Cup? <laughs> oh. Well, it won't be Hawks Bay, so I'll go Canterbury. <laughs> Canterbury is correct. I wish it was Hawks Bay. I wish it was Hawks Bay. They got to hide it from the target. Anyway, question number five. Richie, to guard the draw and win the $50 TAB bonus bet, what was the final score in the Tigers-Cowboys match? Oh, 27-26. 27-26 is correct. Well done, Richie, brother. BS call from the TMO as well. (laughs) <laughs> what do you reckon? Horrible, isn't it? I mean, that's it. That yeah. Izzy compared it to the uh, Lions. The lo- <laughs> who was your mate? Uh, Roman. You remember that moment? Was it what? Ro- Roman. What? P- what? Remember yep. that, Richie? Yeah, I remember that. Just oh. like Steve Walsh in the 03 Shield or 2000 Shield Ah, uh, get off it. No. <laughs> don't even don't even try it on, Richie. That was fair play. Do you know what I, I remember, Izzy, that Lions yeah. series, Roman Poit, well done, Richie, $50 TV bonus bet, and was Willem at Travel. Yeah, you go right. in the draw for the 18th time. Um, Roman Poit, I just remember Kieran Reid going over to him and just being you can't. That's not like he's just like putting his hands yeah. out. Like, but that's not yeah. the rule. It's just like so. Like, how do I make you understand that that's not right? Like, what am I meant to do? What can I do? I just remember the look on Greedo's face, and I just felt so bad for him. Uh, it was a horrible, horrible call. I'll never forget it, Louis. I'll never forget it. I was crying straight to the bank. 
yeah. <laughs> a bit more costly than Darcy LaBella, <laughs> I hope. Seven away from yeah. seven. Uh, Some good messages coming through here to close out the hour after this. Another edition of Quizzy Dag, Richie on a heater. Back in a second, uh, Barry. I like your nomination for who's the most interesting person you sat next to on a plane. We'll get to that after the. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Here we are coming up to 7am this morning after 7. It's Nigel Avery, who's the chef de mission for the Birmingham uh, NZOC team that are up there ready to rip in. Yeah, it's Com Games Week. How fast has that snuck up on us? But a couple of good texts too before we get to... Nigel, morning team, sat next to and had a great chat with the legend Keith Quinn coming back to Auckland from Wellington Barry, yeah. I mean, see, a guy like Keith Quinn, wealth of knowledge, uh, is he? you'd just have so much fun picking his brain, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd love that. Now, you have questions. Well, he's seen it all, seen it all. All the great sporting memories from a young bloke growing up in Wairau and Fraser hearing his voice on the on the TV one, because that's all we had, free to air back then, and, uh, mate, yeah, that would have been a great chat against old Barry. No doubt Barry would have chewed his ear off. Look, in all honesty, when I get on the plane, I just put my hoodie up, put my headphones on, <laughs> I don't want to talk, eh? <laughs> I just go, I said, just try and hide in the corner and oh, didn't have a sleep. Sad, that's my hour 20. Sad that's guy. my hour 20. Mate, that's my hour 20 of, of just alone time, you know, just had a little sleep and... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's like coffin. Mate, you know you get some little you get some kid like me who gets on a plane mm-hmm. and you see you're sitting next to sixty six Testal Black Israel Dag and I'm like, Oh, this is the best day of my life. I can't wait. He's, everyone says he's such a good guy and then you're like <sighs> <laughs> I know, I feel bad now. I do it all the time. Hold up, headphones in, I say hi. And then I just, see ya. Nice to sit next to you. Anyway, coming up, Nigel Avery, he's going to talk some uh, Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Here's Anawa with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ, Monday the 25th of July, after 7 o'clock already. Oh, that hour's flowing by. I just want to give a quick shout out to my dad. Dad, he's back in the bay uh, one year yesterday since he lost his darling wife and my mum. And uh, it's been a big year for the old fella, so um, shout out to you. He listens to our show every single day, never misses a beat. He's always up nice and early, and uh, no doubt he'll be listening. And, uh, yeah, love you, Dad. Hope you hope you're doing well. And, More um, than a papa. Yeah, Papa Pete. Papa Pete. Hopefully we can get him down here one day. He's locked up at home, mate. He's, uh, he, make, he makes us do a rat test before we go into his house. He's that hard out. Good man. <laughs> so so he's, uh, he's locked down there in the bay, but, um, 
year. It's, it's a year already. So quick shout out to the to the old fella. But Louis, you've got me thinking. You got me thinking about my <laughs> attitude when I get on planes and, and, I, and how I need to change it. <laughs> how I need to change my attitude when I get on these planes. You're a celebrity, Daggy. People want to talk no, to no. you. Oh, no, no, I just, my, my mindset is, like, I've got an hour 20 here where I can get an hour 20. I can sleep on planes. Not many people can. People hate it. Sitting upright, they can't sleep. I can sleep for an hour 20, and that's my mindset going on these planes. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to hour 20 here. I'm going to chuck some tunes in, <laughs> and I'm going to sleep with my hoodie up, and then I'm going to wake up. And it's so funny. I get off the plane. I get off the plane, they're like, good sleep. I'm like, oh, yeah, great sleep. Thank you. Cheers for the flight. See ya. <laughs> I just sleep the whole way. So maybe I'll change my mindset and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll find some time for, for the people that are sitting next to me. Okay, Louis? Yeah, now you say that, you'll probably be bugging them and they'll be like, mate, I'm trying to sleep. What are you doing? <laughs> like, are you all good? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I, and to be honest, I, I don't do it that often. Um, it is all spawned from the first hour. I, I got to sit next to poor Lisa Allpress on the way back from New Plymouth to Auckland and just could not stop asking about how she goes about being a um, a top-line jockey. And, and, she is, and she was actually, you know, how this is how hard they work, Kempi. From New Plymouth to Auckland to get a connecting flight, down to Christchurch, then to drive to Wamaru to ride yesterday. Yeah. No, they do. They Look, I've been around them for, oh, what's that, nearly 40 years. So um, I know exactly how hard Alan and his team work, to get, especially going from one end of the country to the other. And Lisa, if you're chasing uh, championships, Izzy, you're chasing championships, you, you go to uh, Ruakaka and then all the way down to Oamaru just to get to get the best horses so that you got the numbers up. So, you know, what you were telling me this morning about it and being a farmer on the back end of it, like, hard work, man. Yeah, no, good. Yeah. They're sold of the earth, the racing folk, and um, it was so cool hearing how it's so stoked they were with what we're doing with SCNZ. And, yeah, so if you're around the country today, um, oh, you're in, you'll be getting battered and hammered with weather up and down Aotearoa this mm. morning. So good on you. Great message here from Chris. He's up and at them early. He wants to know about Foster. Uh, Brad Moore's been let go. So is John Plumtree. Jace Ryan is in at 7.30. I've got a choices for him, Paul Fier, and then we'll get right into it. We'll, we'll open the lines 0800 150 in the Kennard's High Phone Line. We'll let you debrief before we catch up with Jordan Tolfo as he, what a great get this is. A guy who would have played in Jace's Ford schemes. He ran as hard as anyone, so he knows what sort of man uh, Jace Ryan is. So really looking forward to that. But it is seven minutes past seven this morning, and there's plenty going on in the world of sport. S-E-N-Z. It's a dawn of a new week in a very wintry New Zealand this morning, and it's... A week that's been so highly anticipated by friends and whānau of our Kiwi Commonwealth Games athletes and, of course, the athletes themselves. Birmingham 2022 kicks off in just three days, three hours and 55 minutes. And talk us uh, here to talk through it is New Zealand's campaign uh, chef de mission, Nigel Avery. Morena, Nigel. How are you, mate? Are you hot up there? Yeah, Morena. Well, we were about four or five days ago, but it's, um, it's cooled off again now, which is actually a bit of a blessing because it was... It was quite revolting. It was almost 40 degrees. <laughs> oh, and, uh, it happened to be the day we were, we were unloading a 40-foot container of gear, so um, all fun and games on that day. <laughs> There's a backdraft down here, mate. We're getting like 500-kilometre winds uh, this morning. Mate, how, ma- how many of the athletes have you welcomed so far into the village? Yeah, so I can give you a number. Actually, I just read, read it from our comms team. 251 are in the, the four villages, uh, or five, actually, there's four up in here in, um, in Birmingham, one down in, in London. 
So, um, yeah, so there's a total of 400 total team members. So I can't give you a split on athletes or officials, but uh, 251 in the door so far. 251 into the door so far. That's a hell of a logistical nightmare, mate. What are the logistics like for you and the team to, to make things, uh, you know, smooth sailing for the athletes when they arrive? I know you did an awesome welcome. That was very well received, seeing that on the social media. So what are the logistic challenges behind it? Um, I guess there's, there's an enormous amount of complexity involved with putting these things together. And, uh, and you know, really, really humbling for me, having seen it from an athlete side and experienced that sort of uh, effort being put in place, to see it actually, um, you know, actually be part of, you know, delivering it to another group of athletes is, is really quite humbling because it is enormously complex and there's a heck of a lot of hard work goes in both by the organising committee and, and obviously the New Zealand team and other team delegations who are preparing for their athletes. So uh, lots of stuff. And then, of course, you've got the sports as well. And they're managing their side as well. And our, I guess our job is to sort of yeah. mesh that all together so it all comes together in these, uh, in these crucial times. Hey, Nigel, how seriously are they taking the celebrations up there with the Queen's Jubilee uh, as well? Have they really put it on for you guys coming into the country? Um, well, we arrived about just over a week ago, so it was um, it was a, a pretty modest arrival. We weren't, you know, met or greet uh, in any special way because we, you know, uh, we were arriving just as, as tourists, I suppose you could say. Um, so there's there's a lot of colourful bunting and and whatnot around um, the the city and the villages in particular. Um, but as far as um, the Jubilee stuff, it's, it, I, I imagine we're going to see that um, expressed in the opening ceremony, which is just a few days away. Oh, I love the opening ceremony. It's going to be interesting to see what Birmingham comes up with. But no doubt it'll be royal themed for sure. Um, but for you, Nigel, what what does a successful Commonwealth Games look like for for, for the Commonwealth Games committee? Not apart from the medals, we we all love the medals and we want to be see gold, silvers, and, and successful um, athletes getting the results in the end. But what does success look for you? Look like for you in the in the in the team? Well, that, that's a really good question because you know uh, it, it's about this time of the, of the games where people do start talking about success and what that looks like. And you know, clearly. Mm. Um, in the past, it's been heavily uh, dominated by what is the medal count, what's the pick, you know, what's that number going to be, and and you know, yeah. we will we will get medals. There will be gold, silver, and bronze, and I'm sure uh, there's, there's talent across the spectrum of our sports. Um, but I think for me, success is more about everybody achieving you know what they came in here to achieve. achieve. And I suppose that's what our goal is is to is to help them get to where they want to be. And, and we we understand and fully that they all cannot stand on the podium. It's just not possible. Um, many will, but many who don't can still be and will be successful in their own right. And I think the really important thing to realise is that every single one of these athletes really, really truly belong in this environment. You know, just to get here is an amazing effort. Um, you know, close the case, you, you put these guys up against the weekend warriors, you know, the weekend warriors can come off second best quite badly every time, right? So the, the talent yeah. in their own right are just there amongst a whole lot of other talented people. So I just want to see them all get to where they want to get to, and uh, they'll, that'll all be different based on what their sport is. Awesome. And there's, it's been an interesting time, uh, particularly over here in, in New Zealand, about the, the cycling review and things. And we don't want to touch on that, but for you, what, what is helping these athletes look like? What, what are you uh, ensuring that you're, you're offering these athletes over the next couple of weeks so you can give them all the tools necessary to go out there and perform? 
Yeah, that's, that's another really good question as well. And I guess, you know, we've got a 52-strong performance support team, you know, ranging from medical, psychology, athlete support. Um, there's, you know, preparation recovery, which is all the nutrition stuff. So I guess it's, it's, I guess it's a 360 wraparound, really, where, you know, we're looking at holistically what they are as people. So looking at their, their physical and mental needs and their spiritual needs. And, you know, we've had some amazing team welcomes, um, you know, with, with our, you know, big yeah, cultural monarchies are very, very important to us. And, uh it's been really, really moving just welcoming the teams into the village um, with Potangata, which is the, the haka that was written specifically for the New Zealand team. And I, and I guess that's the intangible thing that you just can't place a value on how important that is. It's, it's, and and the, the special thing about it is we're so unique to be able to, to embrace it, and it really is being embraced. What, what was that gift? What was that gift that you gave all the athletes? Um, it was all in the box. I think yeah. it was a necklace. But what, what was that? Yeah, so that is a it's a team pin, and so it's quite unique because it's in a, a two part sort of situation. So it basically it's um, it's anchoring the game's experience with with our team culture, our shared uh, identity and values and cultural monarchy. And so there's a, like a, a, the pin, the round circular pin is you know um, wording on that is you know Birmingham 2022, which is obviously the, the game's experience, and that's anchored by chain to. Um, which is, uh, I guess, our part of the cultural, you know, the culture that we want to embrace and, and bring into the team. And so, those two things linked together is, is you know, what the special thing that we, we've gifted to to everyone who's a, a member of the team. It's, it's it's gone over extremely well. So, uh, yeah, really, really, really exciting for the athletes to receive it, and they've really embraced it. Very special, very special. Nice. To, thanks for sharing that uh, with us, Nigel. What, what about Nigel Avery? You know, you, you've got. A thousand people, a cast of thousands to look after. How are you travelling, mate? Are you you're happy with the with the job and, and how it's all going? Yeah, yeah, so far so good. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, um, like I'm just you know representing a, a group of very very talented people, you know, both organisationally and, and clearly athletically. And um, you know, we're we pretty clear with our expectations about what we want to see and how we want people to behave and act. And we've, we've spent a lot of time. You know, talking to athletes about that, and, and it's, it's just all great values and, and all that. So, in, in minds that can transcend sport into other areas of life, and I think we've got an extremely really good group of people. So, that really makes it particularly easy for me <laughs> in my situation. And so, I'm absolutely thoroughly enjoying the ride, and just looking forward to the next few days. So, we're heading down to London tomorrow to to welcome in the, the track cycling team because they are out on a limb. But I guess Birmingham didn't really want to build a whole new um, velodrome, so they're utilising the London 2012 facility, and then we roll into team function on the 27th and uh, opening ceremony on the 28th. So, uh, and then obviously, what we're all here for day one of competition on the 29th. Day one of competition, mate, and we know you're a former weightlifter, so no doubt you'll have your eye casted over the weightlifting team, Commonwealth gold uh, medalist yourself, mate. For you, the, uh, who are you expecting? Obviously, David Leite, he's been there before, he's medaled. But anyone else we could probably keep our eyes on and some of you really interested to see, uh, see how they're going to go? Yeah, look, I, I think, as I said before, there's, there's talent right across the spectrum. I think there's a, there's a number of them, you know, for the, for the weightlifting in particular, their nomination criteria was, you know, to, to fall somewhere in the top six on Commonwealth rankings. And then weightlifting, anything can happen on the day. And so if they bring their A game and uh, and others maybe don't get there, I think we'll see some 
some podium places, but I don't want to jinx anybody by, <laughs> by picking any. Um, <laughs> but I think, as I said before, you know, there's potential right across the board. You know, obviously, um, we actually here at University of Warwick, we just jumped out of the our transport and we're going to welcome in the Sevens team. And, you know, clearly, you know, we, the expectation is they'll, they'll uh, give it a nudge, as, as will their female counterparts. Um, but, you know, there's, there's talent all over the place, and we just want people to, to get out there and gun it and give it their all because um, really that's all they can do and um, focus on the process and the outcome will, will be decided by, by itself. Well, that's, you know, on everyone over here, that's on everyone's minds is how many the how many uh, medals the tally will end up with, Nigel. What's your, before we let you go, what's your estimation? How many medals this year? Oh, look, I, I don't estimate, mate. I, you know, I've been asked that question a few times, actually, and, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I, I've, I've got no idea. I, I'm not really focusing on that. Um, and I, I think, you know, we're coming off the back of uh, an incredible Gold Coast Thomas Games for the team. Um, they, they did very, very well. I'm, I can't. I think it was 40 odd medals, so extraordinary, close to home. So, look, you know, it'll be what it will be. And so, you know, that's my message to the, to the athletes: like, just you're obviously going to compete ferociously, um, act with you know grace and integrity and respect afterwards. Um, and you know, whatever. Whatever happens, you know, we all give them our support. Yeah, beautiful. Nice words there from Nigel Avery, Chief of the Mission of the Commonwealth Games for New Zealand. We appreciate you coming on, Izzy and Kempi, for breakfast, mate. All the best over the next couple of days. Enjoy yourself, Nigel. Enjoy it. It's, uh, it's a hell of an occasion. Thank you very much, though. Oh, not I, even... I really am. It. Yeah, it will be. And I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very much for your interest in the games and the team. S-E-N-Z. Oh, I'm not worried at all. It's uh, Com Games Week. It's come around so, so fast. So, Kimpy, you're asking the hard questions there, mate. How, how many medals? <laughs> Gee whiz. Oh, geez, I, got, I got thrown under the bus with that one. No, I'm not thinking about medals. I should have known that too, mate, having managed a national team not to not to sort of go for the, the jugular and put, a, put that much pressure on them. Well, I'm expecting 40, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> 41, because 40's what they got in Gold Coast. So that's what I thought the answer would be. Oh, one more than last time? Yeah. Look, uh, it was interesting, because obviously there's a lot of um, conversations with what went on with the Cycling Review, and they would have, you know, the old one, take a lot of learnings from what what happened in in that one. And I think the biggest learning was the, the medals before athletes and he spoke about it, the resources behind it. He answered it really honestly, and, and they've got a wonderful team up there. I've watched all the clips online and, and seen the, the welcoming that they had, the haka porfities that they put on. The, and it was cool to get an understanding of what they actually got given, the badge. You know, the badge with the with the chain and the anchor, and it was cool. Really awesome interview with uh, Nigel. We've got a huge team going over. Massive. And, and I think, uh, yeah, the, the oldest athlete, she's the oldest ever, was Suzanne. Uh, Sue Karen. Sue Karen, she's um, doing the old lawn bowls. She's 75 years of age, and there's the youngest one is 17. She's the, the gymnast. So, mate, got a wealth of uh, experience heading over. That is crazy. That is so cool. Mm. When can we get, um, how do they get, I know that the jockeys at the moment are trying to get over to this World Jockey Championship. How do we get jockeys, how do we get like horse riding into the Com Games? Well, you've got to get them into <laughs> high performance. But, 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 you know, that's not a silly question. Yeah. And I reckon, yeah. I I reckon jockeys and trainer need to be in high performance New Zealand. You know, they need to be recognised as coaches, the, the trainers, and the jockeys need to be um, recognised as high performing, high performing athletes. 100%. I completely mm. agree, Kempe. Um, Yeah, like Michael McNabb, he's, he's broken the record for prize money this year. Why can't he be nominated for Halberg? Well, what's the difference of driving a car than driving a horse? 
or probably driving a horse is more dangerous. Exactly. Well, that, that's probably, you know, you've got Scott Dixon win Hel- wins Hellberg Awards. Why can't our mate McDonald over in Sydney win a Hellberg Award for oh. being the best jockey in the world? Oh, I love it. I love the passion that we've invoked here. Um, actually, some Mark's come through. I'm listening to John Bell from now on after he had a huge day on the weekend. Um, yeah, fair enough. It's, At- ni- it's nice putting um, that sort of win under your belt too for John Bell, won it. Like Helena Baby did it really well. You know, they took off in a clip too. Stop, just, and you know, this horse has been in Hong Kong. It's come back and it's won on a, on a heavy track. It's um, mm. a, a race, last time when I raced, I think it was three years ago in that race. Incredible story. Uh, one text here from Richie before we come back, and then we're going to talk more about this, I'm pretty sure. On the Warriors, they don't have a winning culture, let alone a culture. If you want to learn how to create uh club coach you go back and watch the New Zealand mixed invitational team from the Cadbury series Marg Foster had those players wanting to play and win um, and then mm. he's also said can he get in the draw for the uh, Gold Coast 500 <laughs> you're already Willem- in 5,000 times Willamette <laughs> Travel Richie uh, you just pump your brakes but Kempi's going to talk a bit about the Warriors and the mix they've got at the moment off, off the back fence after this 21 minutes past 7 here with Chemist Warehouse great savings every day <laughs> with Tony Kemp. Yeah, it's time to give Reese Walsh a boarding pass and send him packing back to Australia. As Stacey Jones faces the toughest six weeks of his young coaching career, it's time for him to give the players who will be here next year some much-needed experience going into next season. Playing Walsh off the bench as a fullback just doesn't cut it in the NRL because what the team really needs is a player who can play in the middle of the park allowing you to rest either Egan or a middle forward on the weekend. That was Toru Harris. Walsh just isn't that player. The capitulation on the weekend was hard enough to deal with, but it was made extra hard when Tohu, who got moved to the edge for a rest instead of given a rest on the bench, and Egan had to play 80 minutes. They both needed a break. If I was Stace, I wouldn't pick Walsh again. Why not let him go to Melbourne? And I'd go to work on convincing... Chanel Harris Tavita to stay on next year. Time to make that cool stace. Off the, Off back the bench with Tony Kemp. Like I thought while she was better than this, but now I'm starting to think maybe this is part of his plan. If he just does it, then maybe he gets let it go and he's able to just head back to Australia and and, and go on with his journey. But mate, it's um. Yeah, I don't like that because, you know, a team that's given him everything and given him an opportunity, you want to repay the faith and, and, you know, finish on good terms. But things aren't really heading that way. So you look on the other side of it and you're trying to entice Chanel Harris-Levita, who still has a lot to learn and hopefully he does a little bit of a U-turn because he's still so young to maybe stay and stay on and be a part of it. And there's a message come through from Jamie for you, Kempe, um, asking you a couple of questions going forward. Younger talent coming through. For example, the Kipu brothers locked in for the Warriors. That is from Jamie and Wanaka. So there is talent that is coming through that the Warriors really need to get a hold of. But there is talent still already in, in amongst them. Yeah, there is. And, you know, Lusick, see, I was watching the game on the weekend and I could see the middle getting really tired and Tohu Harris was trying his heart out. You know what I mean? He was up against Tarpin and Papali. You know, so you had yeah. Fanua Blake, Tohu Harris... Papali and uh, and Joseph Tarpening, who's just both of those players at Canberra outstanding, and they had their number in the first half. So Tohu and Fanua Blake, they they were on top of those two, but Ricky Stewart played 
just plays his um, his middle cards really, really well. So he pulls off Papa Lee first. He lets Joe go for a little bit longer. Pulls him off just before half time, and then he makes the changes. When they both come back on, they went to another level and drove that middle home. And poor old Toe had to stay out there and rest on the edge. So he really didn't get a rest. And the reason yep. why that happened is because your number 14 player that normally comes on and either can play as a middle player on the back of the scrum or goes into that hooker role, went to fullback. Now, <laughs> you don't put a bloke on in fullback. You seriously? You don't put a bloke on in fullback. If you're going to carry a fullback, mate, go back and coach second grade. You know, And I just think Stace needs to make that decision about um, making the right ones for the players that he's got in his team, not the right ones for Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh has made his decision, mate. He's gone and yeah. he signed for Brisbane. He already had a contract for the Warriors. So why keep yeah. the faith with Reese Walsh when you've got players that are there that want to play? Yeah. Let's, yeah, move, totally let's move on. Let's move forward. Move forward. Uh, if we are, I know we're going to shoot off. If we are going to give him a chance, Kempi, what, what do you feel like maybe chucking him on the wing? Getting him on the outside. Well, he the, an opportunity there. Yeah, they got look. Stay said, you know, we we had him on the bench because we could, we wanted him to come on and attack, but they never had any ball, mate. You know, like Canberra never made any. You, to have someone attack, you've got everything has to fall in the the right place for you. But they didn't make any errors. A twenty two from twenty two in the second half, Canberra, and Reese Walsh come on. He touched the ball. I think he ran for seven meters. So, you know, it's just a it was a bad decision putting him on the bench, and it just didn't play out how they wanted it. They should have had, I thought, someone like Lusick on there that could have given Egan a rest. Um, and push to, to, um, to Varga back through the middle with Toru Harris having a rest as well, you know what I mean? So just one of those things that it's a learning it's a learning curve for Stace and hopefully he's learned his lesson from that decision on the weekend. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. We've got the Temper Bed Post text machine for you and also of course the Kennard's High phone line. The Reese Walsh conundrum. What would you do? Blake Ashford at eight four T odd today talking all things NRL. Well, <laughs> he'll be he'll have a take on the Tigers game as well, won't he? Uh, after this, it'll be our choices for him poll, and it's Jason Ryan All Blacks themed. Stay tuned if you want to hear some All Blacks discussion. Is that a whole the news for Kubota? Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Send any thoughts around the Warriors and Reese Walsh. Make sure you send them through double eight, double three. We're 27 away from eight. A bit of news around the world. Well, Scott Piercy is four shots clear now at the 3M over there on the PGA Tour. Tony Fina is chasing 14 under. But I'll tell you what, the leaderboards just start to thin out a little bit now after the back of this uh, live golf situation. It's just not, it's not exactly the same, even if the tournament wasn't traditionally a... A stronghold. Uh, Lydia Ko in the women's tours. Well, she was a third in the Evian Championship. What a great effort. Five under on the final day for her. And Kane Williamson. Well, he's going to be back leading the Black Caps when they go to the West Indies. Um, so that's very exciting. Uh, they've put together a, a nice squad, actually. They've got Tim Southey back. Trent Bolt going to go. And this is White Ball Tour. And the, the team they've put together, Lockie Ferguson, Guppy, um, Tom Latham, Daryl Mitchell, Jimmy Neesham, Glenn Phillips, Santner, Sodi. It, uh, I think it's probably the strongest they could have picked. So they're really trying to ramp up into the World Cup by the seams. So that's what's going on in the world of sport. Outside of a bit of rugby union. And yesterday, if you were listening to SCNZ, Ricardo and Justin Marshall, you would have heard the breaking news come through that Jason Ryan is leaving his beloved Crusaders to take up 
what you'd describe as his dream role, is he? Dream role. <clears throat> yeah. He says, uh, this, uh, it's what he's wanted to do ever since he made this, the leap into the unknown and, and left his big job selling uh, mining equipment to, to go have a crack at this. And uh, he left it all out on the table and uh, he's, it's all paying dividends. So, yeah, look, it was a big decision for him at the end. Um, you know, he's been a big partnership. He's had a big partnership with um, with Scotty Robinson and, and that would have been a difficult decision to make. But at the end of the day, he's an opportunity to coach the All Blacks forward pack. And it's, it's it was a case. You hear it in Fozzie's comments talking that the leadership group wanted it and we know most of the leadership groups from the Crusaders and they would have demanded this and won this because they want the best. And we know he's the best, mate. 86% winning record out of 103 games for the Crusaders. Six titles. Play, and this, those are the days when South Africa and Argentina were still involved. And he hasn't had a more try scored against him in six years. And South Africa, traditionally, maulers. Argentina, love a forward pack. No easy feat, mate. So, um, it's huge. Well, last night on the breakdown, Ian Foster gave an exclusive interview to Jeff Wilson and the team there at Sky TV. This is what he described Jason Ryan's role as. You know, a lot of belief. The players have a lot of belief in, in, in him as a, as a person and as a coach. He's done a great job, particularly the last couple of years with the Crusaders in that area. And then we've also seen him transfer that into Fiji. And, you know, I think we saw the benefits of that international experience with him last year and this year. So... He'll come in, and, and that's his main focus at the start. I mean, we, we need to get Jason in here and actually start working with him to see where that role, I guess, develops. But, you know, primarily and early on, he's going to have a clear focus around the line out there, driving play and, and, and defence in that in that particular area. So let me get the choices for him poll out, 23 away from eight, and then Kempi, I'll come back to you. Uh, the choices flooring's Adobe Hybrid Collection, the water-resistant flooring choice. Now... I'm curious to know what you guys think this instant reaction is. Is you've just you've just gone there on South Africa, and that's where I want to go. So head to the ECNZ app, click on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast this morning, and have your choice, have your say in our poll. So with Jace's addition, what do your expectations look like for this trip to South Africa? If you thought they were going to be hard pressed, is it still an zero and two trip? Do you think the Fords are going to grow 10 feet tall and they're going to be able to win both of these games and go 2-0? Do you think they'd split them if we're lucky? Or do you think you're going to see huge progress but not necessarily results on this trip to South Africa? Go to the the poll in the app and have your choice. I'm really curious to know what your expectations are. Just on this whole process, Kempi, what have you observed? Yeah, look, I, I texted you guys yesterday, you know, around, around Jace's um, decision to take it is really around the process that I've used because we've been on radio silence, haven't we, for the last, what is it, seven to ten days and then all of a sudden it comes out and and it's been run through the media the, the, uh, that Jace has got the job there. The interesting part about this, and I read it last night, was Fozzie went to the playing group after the after the test and asked if he still had the, had the shed. They've obviously come back and said not with Plumtree and more because Plumtree and more are gone. And then Jace has got the job. So, look, I, I think he is, you know, we've always spoken about it, and especially with Izzy, that him and Razor are the two blokes that everyone's looking to be uh, added to the all-black structure. And I've always said, you know, you've got to get the best, and he's obviously the best scrumming coach that we have to offer. So having him in the side's a, a good thing. Going up there and winning two tests and putting it on Jace, I think that's unfair. You know, to mm. to go up there and make a make a change, in what what are we going to talking about a week, 
uh, and just I don't think it's going to happen. I think the players maybe will get a lift, but I wouldn't be be saying, mate, it's all on all on the inclusion of Jace Allen. An interesting observation there, Kempi and Izzy. Here's what here's what Ian Foster said about exactly that around what the players wanted. You you translate this for us, and you come up with what you think they wanted. And out of that, I think we've got a clear mandate that there's a strong belief in the direction we're going, but there's there's a feel that we actually need to get a couple of new voice, get a new voice in there, and, and make some changes to get the to get the gains that we really want to get. And and you know, part of their their feedback was strong about their own leadership and things that they need to do better. It wasn't just about uh, management, and but there there was a clear message about a couple of things. And so, therein lies the rationale for the decision. That's just saying that players are taking taking a lot of accountability because there, there is a, a sense of, in those matches, particularly in the second test match, mate, a ton of unforced errors. And that's player accountability. So the players will take that on the chin. But going forward, they need they, they understand the direction they're trying to play and Fozzie has laid those foundations for them. But if we're going to beat be world beaters, the innovation, the new voice and new ideas, which... Fozzie and Jason Ryan will come in with, and I'm going to head towards more the, the last one, huge progress but not necessary results for this next couple of weeks um, because he's got two days. they go got to camp today. they got today and tomorrow, and he's got to kind of get 50% of the forward pack up to scratch for where they want to go. 50% of heard these messages, they understand what Jace Ryan is about, but you got 50%. And then they're going to go to South Africa. they got two days on the ground where they probably won't do too much. It'll be just meetings and just really low low level. And then they've got probably two days where they're going to get rip into it. So it's tough on Jace. But, mate, honestly, all signs are, are heading in the right direction. We want to change. We're getting change. And and this is what the, the players wanted. They wanted Jace Ryan in there for a reason because he is world class and the results speak for themselves. The stats speak for themselves. Beautiful stuff. 19 away from 0800 The Kenard Tire phone line. What do you make of this appointment and what happens here from now? Because they will probably add another coach to this mix and there will be a review when they get back from South Africa. Foster did mention that on his exclusive interview with the breakdown last mm. night. Mark's asked a couple of good questions around where does Razor fit into this. Izzy, you elaborate on the other side. We'll come back. It's a it's a pretty good question there, Mark. Uh, what do you think? Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Jace Ryan to the All Blacks. Who would have thought? Back soon. All right, we are fourteen minutes away from eight o'clock. Jason Ryan's in. Brad Moore and John Plumtree is uh, out. And uh, look, having to buy Brad Moore out of that Scarlets contract, the number that's been thrown around is four hundred thousand dollars, and that hasn't worked, has it? So that's another uh, just another note there. Um, Jace Ryan and Razor, you've played with them, you know them, you're mates with them, Izzy. What would that have mm. relationship, how would that have played out? Oh, that would have been an interesting one. That would have been a difficult conversation for Jace Ryan, no doubt. Um, you know, Razor's a huge part of why Jace got an opportunity. He believed in him. Jace was just the scrum coach, went in and helped with the scrums in 2012 and then got the assistant job in 2013. So that would have been hard. But on the other side of it, um, Jace Ryan is quality New Zealand rugby have seen it I don't think obviously the players had a huge influence on on getting Jace Ryan in there but I think this was the NZR thing they seen the belief and they seen what, what Jace has been able to do you look at Fiji last year they come to New Zealand and they ripped us through our heart I spoke about it many times that the rolling moor is the heart of every single team they come here in Dunedin and got two tries against them against the All Blacks mate. it never happens so 
the writing was was on the wall. Um, Razor, I don't think this is the end of Razor's partnership and Jace Ryan's partnership for sure. I 100% believe Razor is going to get an opportunity to coach the All Blacks. When? I'm unsure, but I 100% believe if there is a, a, a wipeout and there is a clean out in the All Blacks, that Jace Ryan will be will be saved, will be salvaged in there because that's how much respect and uh, belief New Zealand rugby have in him. And that if Razor is going to have an opportunity to go in there, he will take over the the, the role there. But at the moment, um, yeah, it would have been a hard conversation. I had, you know, that Razor's like me, he gets FOMO. Fear of missing out. It's like that big party on the weekend you just can't let go. You, you're just constantly thinking about it. Like the third the third test in Wellington where my wife was telling me, no, don't go, don't go. And I'm like, I can't. I've got FOMO. I've got to go. And I went. You know, that's that's Razor. <laughs> that's Razor at the moment. He's having FOMO. At least he, he went home. It. Mate, hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, and we'll know this in a month, they come back, mate, and they actually lose everything or even lose half of what, they go up there to win, there's got to be changes. Mm. Foster asked about another review. I would imagine so. I, I, I don't know that. I don't know what that looks like or anything like that. But um, I'd say, you know, after all the noise the last week, I, I would assume that that would be the case. And, and that's okay. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Yes. 100%. So they've told him, you come back and we don't, we're not in the position that we should, we, what, that we think we should be. There's a review. Oh, man, you better hope today and tomorrow there's a big, big change and they've got some big ideas going forward. It is hard, man. But in saying that, the the All Blacks, when I've been a part of it, it, it was hard, but you you had the belief. You had the belief. You can go over and play in front of the 80,000 at Alice Park in Johannesburg and get the job done. If they believe they can go there, they they can... The, the belief is, is huge a part of, of the All Blacks at the moment. They need to believe they can go there. Hey, Izzy, you're saying there better be a big shift. Well, here's an unnamed texter that thinks there will be. Have a look at the total weight difference and height difference between the South Africa players and All Blacks. Fords in particular, the average height, the same, weight, the same. A new coach, new ideas, structured forward play. The faith is strong, and I truly believe there will be a momentum swing. Keep mm. the faith, brothers. Ireland deserve way more kudos than they receive. No opposition in the world is stupid enough to take us lightly, and I pity the fall that underestimates the mighty All Blacks. Has somebody... An unnamed texter here, great message, is so high on Jace Ryan, including Tim. Jace Ryan's a fantastic change. He managed to get the Fijian four-pack performing like world beaters. I think we will see vast improvement. With the backs operating better, look out for our back line. They will be good with forward ball. Cheers, Tim. Fozzie is taking over the backs, but I still expect them to add one more person at some stage, Izzy. They will. They have to. He can't take both roles going forward. There has to be someone else. Leon McDonald's name's been touted. Whether he's um, going to put his hand up, we'll, we'll see. But, mate, that's a great message. The belief and the variation. One thing they missed in that Ireland series was a power play. Power plays from lineouts, power plays off scrums, and just the, their ability to hold down a scrum or hold down a, ro- a rolling more and have some variations off it. That's what Jace Ryan will bring to this team. Look, yeah. look, look to it, mate. Yeah, look, and I think going up to South Africa, one of the things that really needs to be at the forefront is that, um, I guess, that toughness and that 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 mm. collision, and especially in that collision area. So if you've got, you know, what what the text is saying there, if you've got the same size, same height, 
if you haven't got the same attitude as the South Africans in front of 80,000 home fans, you're still going to get beat. You know, you're going to have to go over there and roll over the top of them. And and it's a pretty simple game, like rugby league. If the Fords don't do the job, it doesn't really matter who your backs are. They're not going to get on the front foot. And Ian Foster warning on the breakdown last night that they are a wounded unit and they want to rectify this for New Zealand rugby fans. Uh, Jeff Wilson interviewed Fozzie. He is on with uh, Smithy at nine this morning. So make sure you stay to that because uh, Jeff Goldie would have got a great read on Ian Foster. Izzy's bomb squad's up after this and there's some great messages here to get to as well. Eight away from eight. Izzy's bomb squad. Many will have their questions on this appointment. Jace Ryan, All Blacks assistant coach, taking on the role as Ford's coach. People will be thinking, can Jace Ryan make that much of a difference? Is it as simple as a change of coach? What about Razor? What about Razor Ray? Or even Jace himself questioning, has he made the right choice? Is he jumping on a sinking ship? In all honesty, those questions are valid and will no doubt be answered over the next few weeks and years. And maybe one day we will see the Razor-Ryan partnership back in black. But right now it's time to celebrate a guy who gave up everything and started from scratch, supporting his family on the bare minimum, chasing his dreams to one day hopefully coach a team he has watched his entire life. An opportunity to coach the All Blacks. I've witnessed firsthand the mahi passion Jace has for our beloved game of rugby. And there's no secret to why he has been so successful. He works tirelessly throughout the week to inspire and motivate his group. His innovation in terms of set piece, which even for a back, makes me excited. Six years, the Crusaders have never, ever had a more try scored against him. Six years. Think about that. South Africa, Argentina, teams that traditionally love a more uh, more. but his biggest asset, asset is a word thrown around lots in this country the word care Jace Ryan genuinely cares about his players and that shines through how much they play for him now this change isn't the magic potion that will magically bring the All Blacks back from uncharted territory but this is a hell of a start well done Jace All Blacks on Jace Ryan Izzy's bomb squad. I'm honestly excited about this this challenge that Jace is uh, about to embark on. We're going to keep talking throughout the morning about it and raise a ray. Keep those messages coming through on double eight, double three. We've got plenty to get through. But after this, we're going to talk to Jordan Talfua, former Crusader, and he'll give us an inclined. Going to go get a McCafe now. Here's Aroha. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ just after 8 o'clock. Appreciate you coming on our show. Earlier on, we spoke to Nigel Avery, chief demission of the NZOC, and, well, he's over there at Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. We had an awesome chat earlier on, and if you have if you missed that, no worries. You can head over to Izzy and Kempi's podcast on the SCNZ app and have a wee listen. Great catch-up. Spoke about what the success look like in terms of the Commonwealth Games. It's not all about the medals, and he gave a pretty honest answer uh, to that question. So look forward, uh, you need to go have a listen to that. Fascinating, fascinating. Right now we're talking some rugby. Jason Ryan has taken over assistant role. Plumtree and Moore are out. Jace Ryan steps in, and there's a few messages here. Let me get this straight. 
Two years ago, Fozzie was hired over Razor because of the strength of his assistant over Razor's. And today, two of Fozzie's assistants get fired and one of Razor's get hired. NZRU is descending into a farce. Wow. It's a a pretty spot-on question. It's a pretty um, spot-on text message there from Tess. Because it is, mate. That was one of the reasons he got into the job, because Razor's assistants weren't internationally... um, didn't have any international experience. Now they've seen Jace Ryan go get the experience and seen what he's done with Fiji. And now they've made it. Honestly, I, I think this was a players and NZR's um, decision to go away. And I think if Fozzie had it his own way, potentially this, I'm only having a little stab in the dark here, he probably would have stayed on and stayed true, particularly with his comments about the assistants that have made an enormous amount of enormous contribution to New Zealand rugby and the All Blacks. So, yeah, it's interesting. We've got a few more messages there, but we'll get to those shortly because right now we're going to talk to Jordan Talfour, who has been coached by Jace Ryan. How lucky are we this morning to be able to catch up with one of the true hard-working, hard-running players of world rugby, Jordan Talfour. Was everything the Crusaders is about having a long and successful career here before heading up to live the dream. Yep, live the dream. He sure is in France. Now winning titles for Lyon and delivering some pretty colourful post-game comments too. He's fresh off winning the Pacific Nations Cup with Samoa, and he can't stop winning, and he's on the line. Jordy, he's back in New Zealand. How you doing, brother? What's up, brother? It's good to be back, my man. Not, not missing this weather, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> hey, mate, before you left, you were the energy guy. You were the energy guy for the Crusaders. Tiger! Give me a Tiger! <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, are, are you carrying on the tradition over in France? Oh, they're a bit different in France. You know, they've, they've got their own culture. But, um, you know, we try and embrace a bit of my culture into their culture. And, yeah, they've, they've pretty much figured out who Jordan Pelfour is pretty quick. <laughs> hey, Jordan, we've enjoyed watching you this year, mate. Congratulations on your your season. Hey, you're watching the All Blacks, what do you... What are your thoughts on, I guess, the past month and how everything's panned out? Uh, yeah, so I haven't really kept up much, too much about the All Blacks, but I have seen them against uh, Ireland, and um, you know, and Ireland showed up and, and showed them what they've got. And I guess it's been, been a challenging few months for the All Blacks, but um, you know, with Jess Ryan going in there and bringing his energy and what he brings to the table, I think uh, will definitely uh, lift the boys uh, up, up in that area. Mate, before we get into to Jace Ryan and what he's able to do, I know you, you you had a ton of time with him at the Crusaders, so you'll give us a real inkling to what to expect from him. But for you, mate, heading back home, representing Samoa in the Pacific Nations Cup, mate, how was that? And obviously getting the job done. I could, honestly, before that, I was looking at Tonga and their, their outfit that they selected and Fiji, the stack team. But, mate, Samoa surprised many and got the job done. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, you know, good to go. Um, to get selected for Samoa it's, uh, first and foremost and to represent my, my family and my culture so that was something special but to go out there and win PNC that was even better uh, I guess it was a lot of talk was behind Fiji and, and their team and, and then also Tonga with their backline but I guess you know Samoa was just you know under the radar and just you know minding our own business and going, going amongst our work and you know, that, that final against Fiji the last game was uh, you know that was a uh, Pretty tough. I think Samoa hadn't won uh, PNC 
for like eight years, I think the last time they won it was in 2014. So to bring it back home to Sardmore, that was, uh, you know, you couldn't beat it. So, um, yeah. Well, what about your journey, brother? I know you, you, you made the All Blacks back uh, when we were playing together. You made the squad. You never got to, to run out. But, um, you know, like for you, your, your journey to, to back to Samoa, where it all started for your family, representing your whanau, was, was that a special moment for you? Yeah, you know, it's obviously to make the All Blacks back in 2018, you, Daggy, and, uh, um, yeah. you know, to be in, to, to get named in that squad, you know, that, that was that was unreal. It was the best feeling ever, you know, back, uh, you know, when you're a Ki- Kiwi kid born in New Zealand and you want to play for the All Blacks, that's the ultimate goal. But obviously with uh, injuries and, 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 you know, uh, I guess the, the way it all goes, you know, it's rugby, um, you know, and, and I didn't uh, get onto the field in 2018, but to fast forward to now and uh, to put the blue jersey on to represent my family, my Ainga, um, you know, my faith um, and my culture, that's uh, that's more than, you know, that's more than enough for me. And, you know, I just want to strive and bring Manusabo back up to where they should be, you know, um, you know, punching uh, with the heavyweights up in Tier 1 Nations. So, uh, you know, I definitely believe we can do it and, um, you know, looking forward to the World Cup, you know, it's, uh, uh, that's, where, that's where we're going towards and that's our goal. But, yeah, it's been a hell of a journey for myself. Uh, yeah, still 30 years young, you know, still got more left in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's been a, there's been a big, uh, <laughs> there's been a big drive of that too, Jordan, across both codes of, uh, you know, Two tier two players wanting to play for their countries is awesome to see. I'm a massive supporter of that. Hey, just just going back to Jace Ryan, you played under him. Um, he'd be pretty excited today, don't you think? What what does he add to the All Black side? Oh, look, he's got to bring a lot of experience. Um, you know, a winning culture. Um, you know, he's won a few titles down at the Crusaders, I must say, but he's also got the professionalism of a of a good uh, scrum coach um, and a forwards coach. He can get along with the players, uh, very good communicator, but he's always wanting to learn. Um, and I think what he would bring into the All Blacks setup is is a difference. Um, you know, uh, not too sure what they've been doing in there, but they'll definitely go in there with an open mind and bring some fresh ideas, which is probably what the All Blacks need right now. You know, it's, it's just a bit of a, you know, just a bit of a boost and, and go, coming from a, from the left side and, um, yeah he's just a all around good man a good leader and a and a good mate so um, yeah definitely looking forward to to, to what Jace Ryan brings into the All Blacks um, I was actually with him last week in Fiji sipping on uh, some pina coladas so <laughs> he's uh, he'll be in that All Blacks set up straight in there getting it to work and he would uh, he uh, can't wait to, to get stuck in yeah, I can't wait to see him in there, mate. Hey, just tell us about the the little bit of... You, you've been in many malls over years, many more defences. Well, what are some of the things that, that Jace brings to the rolling mall defence that maybe us as, as amateurs from the outside looking in can really look into? What does it take to stop a, a rolling mall that, that All Blacks have been lacking over the last couple of months? But what is it? I guess it's the buy-in and, and the whole group, and um, I guess it's the... Uh, the vision and and and, and uh, Jace Ryan, he he really hangs his head on you know I guess um, driving more than we did a lot of the Crusaders where he was just uh, constant every week in week out um, you know different ways teams can come and attack that area and I guess for a forward pack um, if a team doesn't cross your line you know that's that's a big bonus for 
and I guess that energy driver for for the whole team, um, you know, for the backs and for the forwards. So um, uh, don't want to pump up Jake Sloan's tires too much because there's a lot of pressure coming on him. But you know, it's something that he thrives off, and uh, he he, he would uh, be definitely looking at and uh, trying to get stuck into it. So. The, the more drive to a forward pack, if you can't cross the line, you know, that's, uh, you know, you have to go somewhere else. And um, that's a big uh, energy giver there is the, is the defense on the more. Hey, Jordan, just moving back to your own career up in France, you've enjoyed the culture you, and, and really taken to it. You enjoy yourself up there? Yeah, I've been uh, enjoying my last two years here, um, up in France, over here in Lyon. Um, the people are great. Uh, the players, um, the staff, all the way to management are awesome. We've got Kendrick Lynn over there, a uh, fellow Kiwi who's uh, running, he's the head coach right now. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, my French had the best, but, you know, we, we get by for a little. And uh, <laughs> it was good to win, actually. The Leon, Leon won their first uh, European uh, championship uh, last year. We got we won the Challenge Cup, we beat Toulon. Um, so hopefully we can build on that this year and, you know, go one more. Um, so that's, uh, that's the goal for us uh, moving forward. I thought your French was quite good in that post-match. <laughs> oh, did you see that post-match, Dad? Oh, tell you what, uh, that post-match just, just, you know, just took over, emotions took over, and just uh, just uh, one of those games where, you know, everyone was talking about Toulon, and similar to Samoa, no one was talking about Lyon, and which is, you know, I kind of like that, being the underdog, and um, yeah, everything fell into place in that final, and, uh, defense wins championships. You know about that, Daggy. Jordy, <laughs> just before we let you go, um, just one last one. I don't know why, but any time we get a former teammate of Daggy's on, uh, like last week it was Ryan Crotty, there's just like this attraction to throw him under the bus for some funny story about forgetting a <laughs> pair of shorts or having two left socks or whatever oh, it is. What was, he, what was he like? Give us, give us <laughs> what, what was he like Please, from your perspective? Get the dump button ready. Get the dump button ready. Oh, Daggy, I tell you what. Oh, far out. So, what story do we tell? There's so many, you know, we run out of time. But uh, Daggy always uh, in the change room, you know, he's bringing a lot of chat, you know. He's, he's um, you know, guess he's the joker of the team, just brings the boys up. Uh, I've got nothing to throw you under the bus with, bro, but I would leave, you know, um, <laughs> Um, you know, probably your last couple of years, mate. You know, the knees were hanging on, so uh, I was probably good you retired at the at the right time, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness you didn't tell that story when I beat you at poker, eh? Yeah, nice. Oh, it's your house. Poker king, bro. Uh, we'll, leave, king. <laughs> we'll leave that for another time, mate. Thank you for being nice to me, Jordan Talfour. You're an absolute champ, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show and. Uh, Welcome home. Welcome home. It's been a long time coming. Enjoy your time, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, boys. Yes. Jordan Talford. Louis, I'm trying to talk them into tell yarns. I love it, mate. I love it, because you... Everyone loves you, Daggy. You just... It's, you're the yeah. joker, and he wasn't going to throw you under the bus, but what a... Man, I just remember... What I remember when I think of Jordan Talford was like... Leg pump just ran so hard with that headgear on, mm. head down, and just oh, tuck and run, just tough. It, the injuries, you just play through them. Um, just not so, I can't believe he's only 30 to be honest. I feel like he's been around forever. Yeah.
Yeah, he's young, man. He's young. Honestly, firsthand, just see him just launching into players, smashing them. I'm just like, holy, this fellow's, this fellow's crazy. <laughs> but, mate, he's, he's a guy you need in your team. He's a guy you need in the team. Like, what he brought to the Crusaders, he was our theme guy. He was our winning song person. So he'd get up there and at the end of it, like, he's just played 80 minutes. He's knackered, and he's just putting another 80 minute effort into our, into our winning theme song. It's <laughs> just so good, and you need that. But mate, he just he gave us good insight to what Jace Ryan's about, and and that more defence. I've spoke to many about the more defence. You can have all these plans and everything like that, but you need to want to get in there and you want to 100%. stop them, and that's what they do. Like Rita was like, "There's no magic formula, mate. You just gotta want to stop that team and put your head in there and push, and push for your life. Like your life depends on it. So, um, yeah." It was good to good to get Jordan on. Yeah, I think I think that's what's missing across the board, Izzy. That's what I was trying to say mm. before we went to the yeah. break. Oh, look, I used to watch Jordan play, mate. I thought he he would have made another one who made a really good um, crack at rugby league if he he um, ever thought about making the switch. But man, he was so tough. You know, every time I watched mm. him, I was like, man, this guy here, he should be in an all black jersey. And he was the name I was thinking about. You know, like we, last week when we said, oh, who? Who would you uh, like to be in the All Black team? I couldn't get it out. It was him. Oh, it was Jordan. Yeah, I was saying, mate, we need someone like a Jordan Tofua back in the in the All Black mm. side. Just someone who just goes and rips Half. and yeah, oh, just rips in, you know. So um, nice to talk to him. He's got a good character about him, and he loves a laugh. Oh, he's a character, man. He's an absolute character. Yeah, he made the All Blacks 2018, then injury forced him to to let him go, and, and never went on. So that's why he's able to play for. Samoa, and there's been a lot of few messages about Peter Gasolkula mm. and his um, obviously that one test or two two tests, and then um, yeah, maybe Fiji will miss out there. Hopefully, it's not the end of him for his All Blacks career because that would be sad for for not only him but for Fiji too. Because I'm pretty sure they'd love him, oh. absolutely love him oh, of to be part would. of that squad. Totally, is he? And mm. he he didn't put his best foot forward. Um, when he mm. was out there for the All Blacks, but it was his first crack. And look, the, we know loose forwards are so competitive, and it will only continue to be competitive. A couple of messages here, Adam, Morena lads, Razor just getting his assistants into the system a few weeks before him means it won't be a fresh coaching unit coming in all at once. Leon for backs coach and Razor step in if we go to Africa and come home. Oh and two, interesting, Adam. I don't know how quickly they would clean house, or I don't know. No one will know really how. On the line, Fozzie's job is is he? Ah, uh, look, I think there's still question marks, uh, you know, about it. Um, if I'm going to be completely honest, um, and a lot of people are still saying it's not enough change with just Jace Ryan, but they are still asking for it. But we've got to give uh, Fozzie the opportunity. Um, he's got an opportunity now, and, mm. and he's going to coach. I, I've always said. He's he's not a bad coach. Like he coached me in the backs, and and I've read a few messages about the the All Blacks backline and how it was dysfunctional. I was like, mate, well, are you delusional? Like we had a quality backline, so he actually can coach, and he will bring some quality, some power plays into that backline, and we'll hopefully see that over the next couple of weeks. But if they do get Leon in there, mate, that'll be a hell of a get, a hell of a get. But there's still pressure on. There is still pressure on uh, Fozzie, for sure. Yeah, just don't, no way to know really how much exactly. Who chose the assistant coaches? It was Foster. So if he feels they're not good enough, then doesn't that reflect on him? Well, a lot of the, a lot of this feedback came from the players too. Foster... I actually think... Sorry, sorry, Louis. Yeah. I, he, chose his, he chose his assistants because 
they, that's what they were made to. I thought the process was quite weird, really. They had to pick your assistants. There was a limited amount of assistants to pick from. And obviously, Razor had his assistants, who I thought were stronger. And then Fozzie had his assistants that obviously had a little bit more international experience. And that's the only reason that got them over the line. Um, but yeah, I don't think the process was, was smart and clever the way they went around it. No, and that's what's, mm. and for me, playing out in the background here is the silence is deafening and around the CEO and the board and how, mm. they've, how they've, they've actually, for Fozzie, they're putting him right out there in the limelight so it doesn't, uh, it doesn't reflect poorly on the decision that was signed off originally around the review and putting Fozzie in the place in the first place. So, you know, come the second time around, if it does play out how we think it will uh, up in South Africa... I'm expecting I'm expecting the CEO to step up to the plate here, and and for the review to be brought out to the front, not from a, uh, a, a radio silence for another 10, 10 days, two weeks before they decide who else comes in. One more message: Are they getting Razor without getting Razor, or are they positioning Razor and Jace Ryan combo if they lose in South Africa and this is Foster's last chance? Well, it's a look. That is a train of thought, and I'll play you this clip again from the breakdown last night on Ian Foster about whether there will be another review when he gets back from South Africa. Oh, I would imagine so. I, I, I don't know that. I don't know what that looks like or anything like that. But um, I'd say, you know, after all the noise the last week, I, I would assume that that would be the case, and, and that's okay. Yes, there will be another review. How many reviews? Interesting. Maybe we just need to find a different <laughs> word. I'll go check out the thesaurus. 22 we're, minutes. We're, 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 we are they, don't we? We're the best for reviews in this country. Yeah. Let's just have a review. Conference. Conference? Conference. Don't, don't mind that. Hooey. Um, uh, ah, yeah. Oh, let's go get no, my nose in the thesaurus. Thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll come back with what I, you know what I come back with 23 minutes past 8 give us where ask great savings every day double eight double three keep your messages coming through 0800 150 8 to live in the Kennard Tire phone line Paulie Mawadi after this support strong healthy bones with Swiss vitamin D 400 capsules only 19.99 at Chemist Warehouse and Kogan Mobile New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans visit koganmobile.co.nz you're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ uh, Jeremy says Kōrero in Taranaki yeah, it's, a, it's a nice one uh, Jeremy as a little synonym for a review let's have a review of the weekend on the punt with Paulie Moati tab.co.nz morning Paul yeah morning Louis and uh, first of all I'd like to apologise to uh, Izzy uh, I've always given him a wee bit of a hard time about turning left and then this morning we find out that Kempe turns hard left. Oh, I know. Right. I know, mate. Oh. You're telling me, Paul. Oh, I couldn't believe time. what I was hearing. The one time. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I've never flown first class. There you go. Silver You were flying first class ages ago. Silver in your service. slippers. Yeah, in my slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, bring back those 747s, mate. They were great planes. Oh, dear. Hey. Wow. Wow, who got who got all the money on Helena, baby, mate? Oh. Tell us, Paulie. Well, to be fair, there was a wee bit of money on the top weight. Um, uh, yeah, that so, came later. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, and he was coming home too, um, just a wee bit too far back, and I guess just uh, having to carry all that weight, um, it'd stop a freight it's train. It's not easy. No, 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 exactly, Kippy. <laughs> Well, seven four seven could carry it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, Paul. Uh, I'm, I'm yep. done. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
It's a famous Monday I'm done. Oh, it's, just, it's like a bitchel, isn't it? That's the name of that's the name of Izzy's next horse. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs> just ask me, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, that's oh. right. That'll be by done deal, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it will. We have to find the service fee first. We have to talk to Baz's connections. Um, Paulie, oh. what do we have coming up this week to keep uh, to, to keep Izzy uh, focused on? Well, right now uh, we've got the World Match Play Darts Final and uh, Michael Van Gerwen was Ooh. just a double 12 away from a nine darter. Um, unfortunately... He hasn't been going too well. He lost the first four legs in a row against Gerwin Van Price. Uh, Gerwin Van Price is currently a dollar thirty to win that World Match Play final. Uh, Van Gerwen is now out to three dollars and ten cents. Um, I thought I'd just let you know about a, a multi that got up over the weekend. One punter uh, put eleven hundred dollars on Raiders to win, Rabbitohs to win, Panthers to win, Hull Kingston Rovers to beat the spread, and Castleford Tigers to beat the spread. And he got just under 12k in the pocket after that. So you don't have to look too far outside the square to put these multis together, is he? Um, <laughs> just keep it keep it nice and tight. Oh, you can see his face. I keep asking myself that every week, and I'm like, it's not that hard because I keep reading all your magical stories that that TAB put up, and I'm like, wow, what a lucky punter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did Lotto jackpot? Did anyone win Lotto the other night? Nah, I had a go on that too. Someone in Timaru won it. Oh, <laughs> Timaru! Yeah. Bugger. All right, Paulie. Twenty-nine away from nine. Download, Cheers, boys. download the TAB app today. Jeez, you even stopped. You even got Timaru to win the Lotto. Of all places. <laughs> Unbelievable. All righty. We've got I'm some good, me- good messages here on uh, the All Blacks. Keep them coming through. Jace Ryan, Kenny's you resurrect the ship. And I'm going to let you know my favourite synonyms for review after the news with Aroha. Yes, she is for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> SCNZ, we're 26 minutes away from 9am this morning. Uh, plenty going on in the world of sport. Lydia Coe had a good third right now. Scott Piercy. Oh, Tony Finar is on the charge. He's just one back. 16 under now. 17 under the leader. So that's on the PGA Tour. Keep our eye on that. Talking all things rugby. And the choice is flooring pole today, fellas. Well, it was all about Jason Ryan and what his addition could do to the All Blacks. With his addition in South Africa, what were your expectations going to be? And looking for a flooring that's scuff scratch or, or water resistant, choose Adobe Hybrid from Choices Flooring. They look after our poll and the votes are in. Izzy was huge progress, but not necessarily results. They had 30, 13%. Split them, if we're lucky, had 37%. Fords grow 10 feet tall, and we win 2-0, had 6%. But winning, with 41% of the votes, was still 0-2. So I guess we just need to see it first before we're going to be able to believe it, Kimpy. 
Well, that's right. I, I reckon the, the next month it plays out. Like, I don't think we've seen the end of it. I just want to know whether how many more hui with no dui is going to happen. I got a new one for you. Instead of review, exploration. <laughs> what about if we start using exploration? Because we've got investigation, evaluation, judgment, inspection, appraisal, assessment, review, analysis. But I like ex- <laughs> exploration. Uh, reviews says Brett, less hooey, more dewy is what we need. <laughs> That's exactly right. Always coming through. Look, yeah, I'm with Kevy. I think there's, yeah, there's still more to come um, from the next couple of weeks. And obviously, there's going to be a change in the backs coach, whoever whoever that is. Who who are you thinking, Louis? Who do you think is going to take that role? Because it has to be someone on the radar. I've heard whispers it's Leon, but unsure. Mm, Who are you thinking? I think they would love Leon. I think they would be lucky to get Leon. I think they they would love Leon. I can actually see a world in which, because it's already a little bit of an untraditional setup, is he because of Joe Schmidt's involvement? So Joe Schmidt has come in, and he was planned to come in, and he's actually going to be doing a lot of the kind of schematical attacking stuff. So he's doing game yeah, reps. He's not he's not travelling with the team, but he is going to actually work on game plan and and. Um, I know that he had he was the one that kind of got the Irish attack firing. It was his passion project. So I can kind of see him and Fozzie kind of co-sharing that, Ian Foster still being the helicopter view, and then having Jace Ryan. The one I kind of can't quite grasp is, and I don't know, I haven't spoken to anyone about him, but Greg Feek, he's the scrum coach. Their set piece got obliterated, and now you've got Jace Ryan coming in. Is he breathing down his neck? He's taken, yeah. Yeah, look. It's not a bad thing. Jace is the, is the, is the, yeah, is the king, is the king, and he knows like he knows what he's doing. But yeah, Jace is going to be given full reins, and, and Fiki's going to be doing scrum and just doing that with with Jace overlooking him. Um, I don't think. Be interesting to see how Fiki reviewed. I don't think he reviewed really, really well, but um, none of them did. So yeah, Jace, Jace will take over the. Both, both Scott McLeod Kempe kept his role as defence coach, and Ian Foster did kind of make it. They kind of made a comment that they were happy enough with that, and they thought they were going in the right direction. No, Scott McLeod needs to go. I've said that all along. They need to, you know, get with the program and hire a defensive coach out of rugby league because they're about twenty <laughs> years behind in the way that they understand defence. The interesting part that um, I sort of can't, I, I can't get my head around is. Like when we said to to um, Foxy about have you have you worked out this Irish defensive aggressive defensive line and they said yes well mate you haven't you haven't worked out how to how to combat it and everything that I saw played into the hands of how Andy Farrell taught um, rush defence you know so mate I reckon that's for me that is the key acquisition as a defensive coach mm. if they do get Leon Kempe if they do get Leon McDonald to go in there he is very defensively minded and he will do good things. I promise you, if he gets that opportunity going there, he will work with Scott McLeod because he was a defensive coach in 2017 and I've spoke about it before on the show. He'd come in, he changed our whole philosophy, our mindset around defence. Defence is about attitude, is about embracing the line speed, getting off your ground, putting teams under pressure, not giving them time to, to be able to do their thing and that's what was so evident over that series. We were so passive on defence, and Ireland were able to do their thing with Johnny Sexton running across for you, doing the cutter out the back door, 
get off the line, put them under pressure, and and uh, Leon, if he gets in there. He'll help uh, with Scotty McLeod. Nice, is he? Hey, here's a text. Uh, put Walsh, Reese Walsh at prop for 80 minutes against the Storm on Friday, then send him back with them. <laughs> Jamie from <laughs> Jamie's Monica. come off the fence I there. don't mind that, Jamie. Blake Ashford's coming up to talk some rugby league with us after this. Tigers, Warriors, Raiders, the whole lot. Stay tuned. Izzy and Gimpy for breakfast. Time for a fresh new look. Chic Razors on sale from just eight sixty nine at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Oh, we're 16 away from nine, and we've been talking all things union and league this morning. Hi, Louis. They could have a robust discussion, says Glenn. Well, the Warriors might need to have a robust discussion with Reese Walsh. Like, we might have to have a, a robust discussion with our next guest, Kempe. Yeah, mate, we're going to old Blake too to have a chat about the Warriors. But, mate, what I want to know first of all, Mr. Ashford, is what about the Tigers last night? Talk about losing a game with one second ago. How'd they do that? Oh, don't, Kempi, come on, mate. Don't start Monday like that. I've come on here with a positive vibe, ready for a big week, motivated, and then you bring that up. Jesus, heartbreaking. Just sorry for the old, the old club. Yeah, just let it just let it go. You reckon, mate? What what would your message have been? Like, here's here's a scenario: seventy nine minutes, fifty nine seconds. What would your message have been to get out there to the players? Just everyone, just get around the ball, and mm. yeah, just keep moving, just towards the ball. But I guess they did that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to see an apology this week, and uh, it'll mean absolutely nothing. So once again, Kempi, we know you love the bunker. <laughs> um, uh, uh, well, I've always said, mate. I've always said there's one place for the bunker, and it's not on TV. Hey, mate, let's let's uh, let's, let's open up this conversation. I, the reason I wanted to get you, let's on start was, with a positive. Yeah, here's the positive. Here's the positive. Andrew Webster, mate. Andrew Webster, you were at the Warriors the last time um, Webby was here. I'm I'm picking. What, what's he bring to the Warriors, mate? The new the new Warriors coach. I think just a new look, mate. Um, to be honest, I like the timing of it. So if he was to have come back maybe one or two years ago, there still would have been a few boys that would have played under him um, at that time. But now coming back, I think it might only have been Jazz and Sean that were there at the time. Um, and as you know, mate, assistant coach to head coach, completely different. Um, look, if you're with Penrith and you're either the attacking coach or defensive coach, you've got a pretty good resume, don't you? Um He's a very smart footballer, high IQ, um, and he's someone who I think that the boys are going to want to play for. Yeah, I think he's going to bring a lot to the club and bring his own sort of uh, way of doing things, which I think is what's needed. Mm. No, I think it's something, a different voice, a different ideas. Andrew Webster will maybe do, do them wonders and maybe his combination with Stacey Jones. Mate, thanks for coming on the show, Blakey. Uh, about that game. The first half, 14-0, they go into half-time, and then they obviously everything's unfolds in the second half. Mate, what, do you think Tohu Harris's comments were pretty fair and just uh, post-match? Oh, sorry, I didn't see his comments, mate. What did, what did he have to say? Oh, he just said, look, the boys really need to look in the mirror and kind of figure out what they want to do in this Warriors jersey and what do they want to achieve in their careers going forward. I think, yeah. Pretty, Paul, pretty, pretty honest. When, yeah, mm. yeah and, and that's what you need, mate. We've had, but how many times can we keep saying it before we see actions? Um, look, the the first half in the Parramatta game was outstanding. The work they did for each other, 
um, and they fought back towards the end of the game. This game was very much similar. The the toughness they showed to keep turning the Raiders away in that first half, only to come out their second half in the first set, make an error and not be able to defend it. And then that sort of set the tone for the whole second half. Um, we keep saying it, you know, you've got to be an 80-minute football team, but I don't... The hardest thing is that you can see the potential there when you put out, put out a 40 minutes like they did in that first half. And the frustrating thing is, why can we not do it for that 80? Um, look, I know we've got some great players coming next year, and I just hope, you know, we spoke about Webby. I hope he brings that toughness that sort of Penrith have built over that last couple of years and brings that with these new players and the core we've already got there and builds a really strong, resilient team. Yeah, I hope he brings half the Penrith side with him as well. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Blake, just uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about that um, that defensive effort in the second half from the Warriors. There, they just seemed to switch off uh, and they got themselves into a real position, especially in the middle where they got really tired. Do you think carrying Reese Walsh as a fullback on the bench really helps Stace, or should he just bite the bullet, let him go, and put a put a put a middle forward in there? Yeah, personally, I, I, I picked the Raiders in the game and the whole reason for picking the Raiders because I didn't understand the concept of Reese on the bench. Now, look, I'm not a first-grade coach um, so and I'm not in that locker room, so I don't know how they went about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought the the thing for Reese Walsh on the bench was a bit strange. Usually he might carry another hooker and there is always a back, but I was just confused as to how they were going to use him. Um, personally, I mean, I, I like Chanel at fullback. I think he's a, he's a tough kid, and he's what the sort of those forwards need. Someone's uh, sweeping around the ruck for those offloads. Um, oh, personally, I'm I don't know. I'd, as a rugby league fan, I'd love to see him with the Storm for the rest of the year to see what that would do for the kid's potential. But as a Warriors fan, also, I I want to see him stay here and fulfil that commitment for the Warriors, and hopefully get a couple more wins. Just just before we let you go, mate, Warriors, they play the Storm this Friday night. What do you, what do you think needs to happen for them to, I guess, compete, them come up, Storm coming off four losses as well? Yeah, well, I mean, we can't have those compounding errors and not being able to defend them. I think it's going to be, well, at the moment, it's very wet over here, so it looks like it's going to be a tight game. Um, you know, we keep saying the Storm don't usually lose back-to-back or they've lost four in a row now. So I think the Warriors at home, um, you know, with that those 40 minutes they've been putting together, if we could just get that to, to 70, 80 minutes, I think we're going to be right in this game. I think it's going to be a close game. And um, hopefully forwards, I think, over the last couple of weeks, the passing between the forwards has been outstanding. And looking for a big game from Jazz and Adam Fanua, Blake uh, and Tohu on Friday night. Hey, Blake, thanks for coming on, mate. Hey, just um, before you let you go, just can you send uh, Izzy some tips, mate? I know you work for the TAB. He needs them. He's all done, <laughs> he reckons, but he, he, needs, a, he no, needs a couple mate. of winners. So send us those I'm through, done. mate. <laughs> Izzy, mate. Izzy, mate. Roosters are coming. Here comes the Chookies. <laughs> Get on the eight, you reckon? <laughs> oh, easy. Easy. Hey, mate, thanks for coming on, Blake. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Blake. Thanks, Les. Izzy doesn't need a winner. I tell you, he's got a winner in his life sitting next to him. Is that wee Tilly in her wheelchair waving a Crusaders flag? That is Tilly in her new cast waving a Crusaders flag. Yep. She's, uh, she had surgery yesterday morning, lads. Yeah. She's Te- up and about. Teaching them young down there, eh? I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. One love it. Is. <laughs>
Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> Cyclops in a cast. Uh, good to see she's in good spirits, mate. Um, you got a message here, Kempi, for you. While she should be sent to the white and a bear's, that'll sort of out, Kempi. Oh, I don't know if he'll get the play, mate. They'll probably take him out. They'll take him out too often. He won't make the field. <laughs> Hearty. I'll good. tell you a few stories about that, fellas, but not not today. We'll tell you a few stories about that place. And uh, just I to- can picture it happening. Sorry, sorry, Louie. I can picture it happening while she's going off and just carving up and just having a stellar career going forward, eh? I could just, I've got visions, I've got visions of it. <laughs> oh, man. I think those are called nightmares. Yeah. And uh, on yeah. the on the rugby, definitely a wait-and-see moment. I think, don't think we know the fallout come until after the box game. New attack coach, but if we lose 2-0, does that mean Foster's up again? This Hui has got some Dewey excited for Jace. Modern four. Modern forwards coach with a modern ideas and connection to play BG. Yeah, nice BG. I think you're on the money there, mate. Uh, I am excited to see how they go in South Africa. And I think... Yeah, and I reckon they're going to win. I reckon they'll get a win. I'm going to answer Mark's question there. I'm gonna, I reckon they'll get one over there. Oh, sorry, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You reckon I own two? Oh, I reckon they'll get one. Oh, I'll probably wait and see. We'll see what Smithy sees after this. Eh? We'll get him to sleep on it thanks to Temper. He's coming up soon. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.